Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Joa Carvalho, and this is Bridge the Atlantic. Welcome to Bridge Atlantic's interviews, where we get to know the people behind and in front of the creative industries. If you're new here, consider subscribing for more episodes. We're your hosts, music web designer Ross Barber-Smith from Scotland, owner of Electric Kiwi, where we create awesome custom websites for bands, artists, and musicians. And I'm singer-songwriter and filmmaker Marcia Novelli from Canada. When I'm not making music or doing this show, I'm producing records and directing music videos. Speaking of which, if you would like to work together, just hit me up on any of my socials. Before we jump into the interview, we just want to let you know that we are on Patreon and you can become a bridger from as little as a dollar per month. You'll gain access to our exclusive new Encore series featuring never-before-seen videos from our guests and your support will allow us to keep bringing you weekly videos here at Bridge the Atlantic. You can also head on over to our website to pick up one of our shirts. If you use the coupon code BTAROCKS, you'll receive 20% off your order as our way of saying thank you. And it will help us to invest in speech therapy so Ross stops tripping over his words in the intro. I'm going to get you back for that later. Don't you worry. Joining us this week out of Toronto is mastering engineer Joa Carvalho. Joe began his mastering career in the mid-90s while producing records for many of Canada's groundbreaking artists of the time, and he opened his own studio, Joe Carvalho Mastering, in 2003. In 2011, to further his passion for the ultimate in audio production, Joe partnered with three colleagues and opened the doors to Revolution Recording. To date, Joe has worked on over 2,000 records with clients including The Smashing Pumpkins, Alt-J, Fun, and protest the hero. We're looking forward to learning more about Joa's work and the advice he'd offer to musicians. So without further ado, welcome Talk. to the show, Joa. Hey guys, how are you? Not too bad, not too bad. We, we forgot to mention that you also work with Alexa on Fire, of course, in City and Color. I mean, Marcio, just to be fair, there's over 2,000 oh, names. I, I wasn't going to list all 2,000. That would be a and boring I episode. Both those but anyways, let's jump right <laughs> into the show. Um, I want to know three things about yourself that everyone should know. Oh gosh. Uh, well, I, uh, I mean, I have a pretty, you know, obviously being a mastering engineer, I, I, I love audio. So, uh, I have a pretty extensive collection of, of music and gear and stuff. That's, it's a, it's a bit of a problem. Um, uh, uh, cars, I love cars. I'm a bit of a, a bit of a problem there as well. I guess I have problems. Um, and, um, yeah, I uh, I think I'm a pretty okay guy, pretty nice guy to hang out with. So, is that three things? I would say that's so. Three, I'd say you're a really yeah. nice guy. That's that's like the number one thing. I, I after I met you the first time years and years ago, and then I think that's I remember that's what I said to my wife. I'm like, he's just a nice guy. That's all. You, like, it's just there's there's a few people you meet in your life, and I mean this honestly. That you're just like. Well, Wait a minute! How can they be that nice? There must be something going on here. But now we know he's got an audio gear and a car problem. So <laughs> it all makes yeah. sense now. Yeah, that's oh, what he's hiding. At least the audio some, side somehow works out for balances your career. It. And you have to use your car for the car test, so you know 
you can it's justify all it all. Write it all off as a business expense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's not get into that territory. <laughs> you know what? Tell us about your Grammy experience. Well, uh, yeah, it was, it, it was certainly uh, not expected. You know, I... Um, uh, Rose Cousins, the uh, the artist that we uh, the record was nominated for, uh, was nominated for um, best engineered recording non classical. I guess is is the was was the category, and um, but Rose texted me that morning, and so she's like, "Hey, hey, how's it going?" Uh, the, the morning that it, that I was announced. Cause I, I was oblivious. I had no idea it was even coming. So she's like, Hey, you know, how's your morning going? And then like, Oh, great Rose. How's your morning going? And she, so she just, she totally didn't, didn't let, let up, you know, like she was, Oh, great. You know, I'm just wondering how you're doing, you know? And so she just kept the thing going. She wouldn't, she didn't tell me that, that I was, uh, was nominated for the, for this, uh, for this award. And, and so until my phone started blowing up with everybody, congratulating me on stuff and it was pretty funny yeah i had no idea it was coming um but yeah it was a crazy um honor to to, to just have that to, to i guess it comes down from 2000 people that are nominated originally and it, so they narrow that down to five so yeah it's like i i think it's a great sounding record but i just i didn't wasn't expecting it to be that so, so yeah it was pretty cool so, Joe, for those who aren't familiar, can you maybe break down the role of a mastering engineer for us um, and tell us why it's important to work with a good engineer and what difference they can make to the overall sound of a track? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think most mastering engineers have been doing it for a while. So, so uh, which I think generally means that they've uh, they've been they've started making records and engineering records before mastering records. So I, I think just uh, the experience that that brings, like I used to produce a lot of, a lot of records back in the nineties, early two thousands. And so when, when somebody comes to me now with, the, with, a with a record to master and, and you, I'm, I listen to the snare drum and it's like, Oh, okay. I, I, I see what they're, where they're going with this. I see where they're trying to, where, what they're trying to do. And so I guess, experience you know just having some background and certainly helps and i think most mastering engineers have had that that step of starting from recording to mixing and then to to mastering so it seems to be the case uh so that's that's a a pretty big important step i'd say to to get somebody on doing that for you like a mastering engineer that has that kind of qualification so i think that the role of a mastering engineer is the most mysterious to most musicians though. So can you explain a little bit about what a mastering engineer actually does? Yeah, sure. Well, um, you know, first and foremost, I mean, when you're making a record, you're, 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 you've got these 10 songs, say for example, you're, you're making, you've got 10 songs and you're doing all those 10 songs at different times. Right. So, um, so one is just going to sound a little bassier than another one. Another one might be brighter or thinner sounding. Another one might be louder than, than the next. So when you, when you finish your mixes as a mix engineer, it's generally, you can't just put those out and they're going to sound as loud as ever. They're going to all sound evil, even and have the same amount of EQ and bottom end and top end on each one. So that's, you know, the mastering engineer of course is going to take all of those different tracks, try to make them make sense. Uh, 
for for a continuous listen. So you're starting from you you want track one to sound relative to track ten. So a big part of it is sort of this balancing act, and and you know the whole black art thing about mastering. I mean, it, swear to God, it's just EQ. <laughs> you know, it's if if you EQ it, if you can EQ it correctly, um, it, that's half your battle. If you, if the EQ is sounding correct, then you can make it loud without it freaking out. Um, so it's it's you know that's that's the that's the the magic. And isn't a big part of once you got that EQ going on, making it as loud as possible um, without obviously sounding distorted. I know there's loud wars out there. Some people think, you know, it should be like it was in the 70s and and not very loud. I I grew up in the very loud band times, you know what I mean? Like in the 90s when things were really getting loud in the early 2000s. I actually really like that. Even if my own material, I like it pushed as hard as possible um, Mm -hmm. while sounding great. I mean, that's the thing people don't realize, too. You know what I mean? Like, they might listen to a mix. Why does it not sound as loud or as powerful as this artist's song? Well, because it's not mastered. It needs to be cued and pumped up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, and you know, it's loud is, loud is good. I, I'm yeah. not afraid of loud as, as long as you can still make it feel dynamic and loud. Absolutely. And I think that's, that's where, you know, kind of doing stuff with uh, just sort of in the box or, or with... Uh, folks that just think you can just slap on a, a limiter and it's like, okay, it's, it's mastered, you know, it, it's, it's, it needs more care than that. But again, the EQ, uh, EQ, if you, as soon as you can get a nice flat EQ curve, then all of a sudden it's like, yeah, you can, you can make it loud without your compressors and limiters freaking out. And, and you know, it's, that's a big part of it. Are there any common mistakes musicians make when presenting a final mix for mastering? you've uh, seen you know and and what can they do to make their mix as master ready as possible uh well um it, it's man it just comes from all sorts uh, and i think a lot of times too uh, you know mastering engineers can say oh well you know leave me some headroom um but you know gosh even that doesn't really freak me out when stuff comes in really loud or if somebody already has it the way they're they want it to sound um, just cause then you don't have to, um, rethink the whole engineer, the producer's way of like where they want it to go already, you know? So it's, I feel like I, you know, obviously the less a mastering engineer does, the, the, the better anytime mastering, uh, like a, an engineer or producer comes back and says, wow, it's it awesome. Love this. Love what you did. As I look back and like, Hmm, I, do very much so it's usually that kind of thing right the less you do the 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 better it really does sound i mean within limits of course and again you still need to that eq to sound correct but yeah we had uh we had chris athens on the show last year and uh, he had a similar thing to say he's like because i was complimenting one of his masters like yeah i didn't do as much as you might think on that like you know it was an amazing producer an amazing artist amazing mixing engineer and you know he just put he's like maybe i boosted the, the, the low end of a little bit did my thing but you know he was very modest about it too um yeah. but you know having said that i'm sure same in your case if you listen to the non-mastered mixes it would be a very big difference and i i think that you know i think you are being a bit modest <laughs> well i mean some sometimes it's it's major like sometimes it yeah. sounds like there's a, a there's a massive difference but then other times it's 
really surprised at certain en- engineers I work with. It's like, wow, like anything I do to it just makes it sound worse. You know, so I just really have to leave it alone. Um, it's, it's true. You know, that, that does happen. So sometimes it's a lot, sometimes very little. But I suppose that comes with experience as well, knowing, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, knowing when you need to do a lot and knowing when you don't need to do a lot. And I think that ties back kind of to what we were saying about choosing a mastering engineer. You want to choose someone that's got experience because they'll know mm-hmm. what needs to be done and what needs not to be done. And so I think sometimes that's the yeah. hardest part is figuring out, yeah. you know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it, it, experience. It, it is it just after doing it a bunch of times, you begin to sort of hear what, when, when you get feedback from it, it's like, oh, okay. That, that type of approach again. Okay. They, they, you know, a few people like that type of approach, you know, so it's, <laughs> and it's, and it generally is again, less is more for, for sure. You know, I like that. Um, I yeah, like that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we're ready to jump into our lightning round. Are you ready for 20 questions? Sure. All right. I'm pretty, I'm pretty slow, but I'll do my best. Oh, we're going to be fast on this one. We're going to challenge <laughs> okay. you to be fast on this one. Here okay. we go. Coffee okay. or tea? Tea. Meat or veggies? Veggies. Twitter or Facebook? Facebook. Indie or major? Indie. Canada or Scotland? Oh, oh. Before God. we started the interview, he was going it's on gotta, about how much he loves Scotland, but you are uh, Canadian, so... I am. Uh, it's it's got to be Canada, for sure. All right. It was close, though. I, I feel like... Yes. Oh, yes. There's love. There's <laughs> You'd love have there. a lot of people to answer to if you didn't say Canada, I think. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> the Beatles or the Rolling Stones? Beatles. Education or experience? Experience. Marvel or DC? Uh, Marvel. Ghosts or aliens? Aliens. Talent or attitude? Talents. Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Trek. Curb Your Enthusiasm or The Office? Curb. Curb Your Enthusiasm. Oh, the best show ever. City in Color or Alexis on Fire? That is a mean one. Oh, that is terrible. That is I'm, mean. I'm, I'm, I'm impressed I'm by Ross, Ross adding that one in there. I'm, dude, I'm doing City, City and Colors new uh, live record today, actually. Well, you know. um, well, there you go. Uh, but gosh, uh, come on. Uh, you can't ask me that. <laughs> we'll we'll give you one time. This. Remember, keep that in mind for future. Okay. One time. Please. You're using it Thank now. You. Hi, this is it. All right, okay. Your decision. It's your decision. <laughs> Batman or Superman? Batman. Mac or PC? Mac. Sorry, Marcio. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry that you can't use your, um, you know, your pass on this one. Michael Jackson or Michael Bolton? Michael Jackson. Celine Dion <laughs> or Marilyn Manson? Marilyn Manson. Yeah. <laughs> Whale or kale? I don't even understand that one. Yeah, um, neither do we. It yeah. just rhymes. Joe, man, okay. it just rhymes. K- kale. Well done. Bet Midler or the Riddler? Uh, the Riddler. And your final question. Your final question. Just remember that bonding that we did before the call. Ross or Marcio? <laughs> <laughs> oh come on um 
You already used, used that pass. You didn't use it very wisely. I did not use it wisely. He has uh, more to lose I'm, by picking between Lex on fire and Sydney Color, though. I'm just, I'm, <laughs> Let's be I'm honest. Going, I'm going with Ross on this one. Oh, my God. Marcio, I'm, I'm going with, Ro- with Ross on this one. <gasps> Joa. We'll, Joa. We'll, talk about, we'll talk about this afterwards. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Oh, <laughs> uh, well... On that note, I bet gonna Brett ask- would pick me. <laughs> <laughs> Precisely. When you, you didn't invite Brett kidding. on the show, no, did you, Marcio? I'm totally just joking. I did, but Brett's, you know, Brett's Brett. So. <laughs> I didn't really understand his response. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> I love him. But, I love him. Joe, I'd love to kind of steer things back onto the advice side of things now. So um, when choosing a mastering engineer... What should an artist be looking for? Like, what specific things should they listen for, or specific questions should they be asking when they're making a decision about who to work with? Um, well, it, I think it's like anything. If you're choosing a producer or an engineer, you'd probably just listen to the stuff that they worked on that you like, records that you like. So, I think it's really just that. Awesome. Now to everyone tuning into this right now, um, if you'd like to hear more from Joa, you can head on over to our Patreon page to check out our exclusive Encore series, where we're actually going to be talking with Joa about making your mastering process as successful as possible. And this special series is just for our patrons, so don't miss it. Now, Joa, where's the best place for people to connect with you online? Uh, our, I guess just, um, web, uh, our website is good. Um, so that's Joa, uh, Carvel, www.joacarvelomastering.com. Pretty simple. Not Carvalho, um, like I've been calling you for the last decade. <laughs> I, no one's corrected me. I, well. Nobody. Joa that's, Cava- that's Cavallo. Maybe because I say Joa Cavallo. I say the... it so fast. Joa Cavallo. I could be saying Joa Carvalho. Joe Cavallo. You can't, Anyways, but you're not. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I, or, you know, good old fashioned phone. Love, right. you know, we, we love when people call us and talk, talk to us. Uh, 416-461-3535. Awesome. Um, yeah. Cool. Pretty easy we'll, to get a hold of. We'll put all the links and everything in the show notes. So if yeah. people do want to reach you and uh, they've yeah. got an easy way to do that. That's right. And, as for us, you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Don't forget to visit our website and pick up one of these shirts while you're there. Looks good on your ass. As for me, I'm working on my new solo album, and you can check out my music on Spotify and iTunes and just about everywhere and anywhere you like to stream or download music. Follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, which are all my name, Marcio Novelli. Yeah, and I am working on websites for various artists at the moment. You can check out my work at electrickiwi.co.uk. You'll find me on Twitter and Instagram as Electric Kiwi and Facebook Electric Kiwi Design. That's right. This episode was brought to you by 30 Roses, a virtual assistant and consultant to musicians and other creatives, and Social Surge. All links are in the description, so please check them out because they do what, Ross? They keep the show alive. And if you, yes, you, would like to sponsor the show, visit patreon.com slash bridge the Atlantic. We've recently updated our rewards, which now include sponsorship at the start of our interviews, an opportunity for you to co-host an episode of Bridge the Atlantic, and of course, gain access to our new Encore series. Make sure to subscribe on YouTube so you don't miss any episodes and leave us a comment and let us know what you think of the show. Yes, Joa Carvalho. Thanks for coming to the show, man. This has been fantastic. You're welcome. Thank you. Planning for your next trip? 
elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.